0: Hey guys, welcome back to Horror Zone 607, it's episode 8. I'm here with my favorite group of guys, the panel y'all know and love. First up, we got the 1972 Olympic gold medalist
1: for the pole vault, we got Rich. Oh wow, oh, wow. <laughs> That's I, I was doing that before I was even a uh, gleam in my daddy's eye. Uh, what,
0: what an athlete you were. <laughs> yeah, I know, that's crazy. And of course with us as always, we got our friend Ron. I have finally made it
2: into the always part. Oh, you're always with us buddy. We, we love you. Everybody knows you. <laughs> I finally sneaked in. You're, you're, basi- <laughs> you're
1: basically like the Robin to our Batman. That's fine.
2: <laughs> hey, after watching Titans, I'm, I'm good with that. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to jump right into
0: the news. I just want to tell you guys, I am so excited for this show. Uh, other than the very first episode that we did, I think that this is the one I'm the most excited to do. A lot of news, a lot of fun stuff we're going to talk about. So let's dive right into the news. Uh, probably the most that I have had in any one of these shows. So the very first thing up. There's going to be, I don't know if it's a remake, if it's a reboot, if it's a sequel, but there's a new Candyman movie that's coming.
1: It is a uh, somewhere between reboot and remake, and it's being done by Jordan Peele. It is being done by Jordan yeah. Peele. And I'm just hoping that they hire Tony Todd.
0: Yeah, there was actually an interview that just popped up this afternoon on Bloody Disgusting with Tony Todd, and he's excited for it hey so,
1: he's still there he can still do it he can still pull off the look jordan peele hire tony todd and this will be a success yes it will Just be a success i don't think it should be a, i don't think it should be a complete remake i think it should be kind of like a reboot sequel no. so kind of like years later you think the candy man is gone he ain't gone
0: yeah and supposedly from what i'm hearing about it they're actually going back and filming it where cabrini green was oh
1: sweet which sweet. is going
0: to be cool if that's in fact what ends up happening with it but you know they're all gone those buildings are gone it's a whole new
1: development oh, yeah, of course it's there now. of katrina and etc uh, etc et down there and doing new stuff yeah
0: well this was in chicago oh yeah i so, forgot it was in chicago yeah yeah i was so. thinking
1: about the sequel that was in new orleans <laughs>
0: right <laughs> now the first one was in chicago the cabrini green project yeah, development which right. was yeah. a lot of violence a lot of death a lot of bad things happen they tore all the buildings down and there's a whole new development there and it's uh, supposedly nice
1: damn you damn you sequels in different locations yes <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah if they do that, that was... that'd be great tony todd said that he's going to be involved in some way his exact words were i'm sure i'll be involved somehow with it so you that know let's nice. let's hope that that's the case i just you know it, like i said you can't have anybody else play pinhead they've tried it doesn't work you have to have doug bradley you need robert england to be freddy he is the Candyman. Tony Todd is Candyman. It won't be the same without him if they recast it.
1: I I will. I'm gonna play devil's advocate. I do all. I feel like with any character, if you found the right person, you would always, or and the right story, you would always, you could always do it. The problem is whenever they try to do a no, uh, new person, they try to reboot the remake style, just remake it, and it doesn't work that way because nobody wants that. Uh, We just haven't seen it in practice ever, them just going, okay, we have this cool character, this guy who's going to do a good job with this character, and a good story to go along with it. I.e., I I feel like they had a decent actor for the 2010 uh, Nightmare on Elm Street remake, but the story sucked. So there was no way you know, he was damned from the beginning. I don't think that falls on him. I think that falls on the story just sucked. If we could get a good story, like nobody complains about the Friday the 13th remake, though. Think about that, yeah. and that doesn't have the original people in it either. And on top of that, it, I mean, there's a little complaints from some people, but it was a good movie. Yeah. I, I I dug it as what it was, and I wish they would have gone farther with it. Yeah, that's my to. biggest
0: complaint. I always said right from the start, it would have been a better. It would have been better if it was considered one of the sequels instead of a remake. I didn't like it as a remake. I, I liked it the first night I saw it. I think it's terrible as a remake. It's better Since than the Nightmare um, on
1: Elm Street one. Yeah. 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 The only the only remake. And it's not better than the original. Texas Chainsaw. Yeah. The only remake is, I was going to say, Texas Chainsaw, man, that's, yeah. that's the only remake that actually was equal, or actually really good, and I liked, what they really did good. With the, I liked what they did with the series, too, because they went on to like actually put pieces in, because what people don't with like to remember, to I was going to say, what yeah. people don't like to remember is tech, the original Texas Chainsaw is amazing, but the sequels to that movie suck.
0: The second one's fun, it's but fun. it was campy.
1: It's campy. It's fun. It's not what the first one Everything was. after that was right, pretty Right, right. And... It, it, even, But even with that second one being campy and fun, and I'll watch it, it because wasn't of it, it's not like the same. That the I want to be horrified. It. I know. And, I didn't and like that the, the first That's why I saw when the, the remake came that. around, and I know we're getting off beat here, but it will just take a minute. When the remake came around for Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and it was back to being terrifying. Like to the point where you go home and you're like, "Shit, is my door locked?" Yeah. That's where you need to be, and and, and the subsequent the the prequel after that, and then they did the Texas Chainsaw one, which, mind you, I thought was good, even though they kind of made him a face for a little bit. Yeah. And then they did the even the prequel to the prequel with Leatherface, and that was creepy. Yeah. I, I want to say went it back was, to the original, series right? I want to say that it was uh, one of my favorite movies, but it was creepy as hell. The
0: Leatherface, the yeah. newest one, I was all right with it until the end. Yeah. It, yeah. That, Totally ruined the movie. No, for no, me, I agree with you. But like I it don't, did have a good atmosphere. It to had it. great
1: atmosphere. It was creepy as hell. It like, puts you in that headspace you needed to be. Yeah. But unfortunately the, the end and the, the end game was not. Absolutely good. ruined it. But but outside of that, good yeah, movie. Yeah,
0: it it really wasn't bad. All right, moving on. Um so I've never read the book, but uh there is a sequel to The Shining. Ooh, that yeah. uh, It has a yep. book that Stephen King wrote called Dr. Sleep, yep. and uh, Mike Flanagan is directing it, and it wrapped filming this week. Well,
1: oh. hopefully he's uh, better with this one than the Kubrick one. <laughs> now, mind you, the Kubrick movie is a legendary movie. I love that movie. Uh, Stephen King, not so much, though. So, I, I don't know. I, I, we'll leave it to be seen, because I haven't been, with the exception of the new It movie... Actually, you know, they've hit a couple home runs with like the, the small stories, too. Yeah. But a lot of times, I feel like Stephen King's too involved in the movie productions because he didn't like The Shining. Right. And I think that affects some of these movies.
0: Yeah. There's a lot of, lot of stinkers out there.
1: Because you shouldn't be listening to the guy who uh, directed uh, Maximum Overdrive. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Stephen, I love your stories. They're great. You're, you're an amazing author. Stick to that. Don't don't butt your nose in the director seat. Because like I said, we've seen what you did to do there. And yeah. Or the,
2: yeah. Or the creepy cameos. Like although. Sons of Anarchy. Although <laughs> teaser teaser for the future.
1: Teaser for the future, whether it be on this show or some other medium, I am going to do a Maximum Overdrive review. Yes. Oh, I can't wait. It's going to be hilarious. I, I
2: almost picked it up for five bucks at Walmart. Uh, it's going <laughs> to be hilarious. I'm sure you could have gotten it cheaper. Probably, but it was there with a the new cover. I'm like, ugh.
0: Uh, my my actually the only thing that I really even know about the the uh, Doctor Sleep the book my mother actually is a huge Stephen King fan and she read it and kind of gave me the cliff notes of what was going on with mm-hmm. it. It was interesting. It doesn't sound very much at all like The Shining. Nope. but um, you know I have nothing but faith in Mike Flanagan. Oh yeah, the guy's think... an amazing director. Everything he touches is gold.
1: I think if Stephen King leaves him alone, yeah. And lets him do what he's gonna do. This this will be very good, because so, it was very good. And I don't know. I don't think he really was that hands on with it, because I don't think they would have given a damn. Because the production company who owns it, the remake, well, the right. remake we just had of it, uh, they don't really care about anybody's input. Right. Uh, and uh, he just seemed
0: to more have opinions. Yeah, throughout yeah, yeah, yeah. the process, he was on hand. It sounds like, but it it sounds like there was
1: just... things in there was things in it he said he didn't like that I thought were really good. Yeah, the movie the new one. So once again proving my point that he should just stick to writing books because he's good at it and directing leave that to the pros. Also, I know that he didn't have a ton to do with the remake of Pet Cemetery either. Uh, I can't wait to see that. That looks amazing. And once again, that's in good hands. Good production company. Good director. You know, we're it's. Let the pros do what they're doing. You know, yep. every time I feel like anytime somebody touches a king property and he's not all up in the mix, it's great. And anytime he's like too far in the mix, you end up with the remake of The Shining he did for Made for TV. <laughs> yeah. If you guys don't remember that, it, yeah. was it was horrible. I tried
0: to watch that a few
1: years ago, and I don't think I got forty five minutes into oh, yeah. it. Well, the problem with that it is it was nothing like the book. But it was also nothing like the original Shining, which was amazing, which was done by Kubrick, that King hates so much. Yeah. And I've always said that I feel like King hates it so much because, I, and I might get hate from the Stephen King fans, but the, the movie is better than the book. Like, he's the, the descriptiveness in the book is great. Don't get me wrong. It's a great book. But when you watch what Kubrick did on the screen... It's a masterpiece. It's a masterpiece. Yeah. Yeah. So... I personally think that the movie's better, but I'm a movie buff. I'm not an author guy, so I still think that that's why he doesn't like it, because there's a whole generation of people who are like, oh, that's awesome, and it's like, oh, I didn't rate that. Well, hey, one of the greatest directors of all time wrote that, so let it it be. All right, well, moving on
0: to the next topic here. Uh, There was the first trailer for the amazing happy death day to you sequel that's coming out <laughs> love the first movie i've talked about it on the show before Absolutely. i cannot wait to see this movie it looks like the first one was probably the most fun i've had with a horror movie in years this looks like it's definitely going to take everything from that and expand upon it and it's going to be even more
1: fun than the first one. First one was the return of the slasher film to this generation like a true slasher film yes uh through and through Um, As much as Halloween 2018 became a slasher film as well, uh, and that was, you know, the originator if you want. Well, you can argue about that, but whatever. This was, you know, I feel like Happy Death Day was like that. To this generation like let's bring back the pure form slasher oh where yeah the killer is you know whatever you know it's great I don't want to ruin it for anybody who hasn't seen it I don't know who hasn't seen it by now now Ronald hasn't seen it you need <laughs> to see it. seen it really no I wanted, uh, so I wanted the, to see it in theaters I just never had to ha- so the, the the trailers for happy death day to you I'm happy about it on this aspect because just like the evolution of slasher films in the 80s, it looks like they're doing it here too, where they're starting to add a little bit of comedy, but it still yeah. looks like, to me, um, I'll have to wait till I see it, it looks like it still has that suspense in the yeah. the killer, but it also it looks a lot of fun.
0: But here's the thing, a sequel to a slasher movie needs a bigger body count and they have gotten Oh it yeah, because they, they
1: automatically have more people in it. Oh yeah. It. There's yeah. more people. And, they're, and like I said, they've gotten the formula down. A perfect slasher movie to me, it, and that's just because I'm a product of the 80s, is a good amount of humor mixed with a body count mixed with you know a good amount of suspense. Yeah, Those three things, because you have to have that stalking of the killer. You have to have a, an eminent sense of danger, which comes with deaths, obviously. And then there's, you need to break up that with some humor. You really do. Uh, it does go a little too far sometimes. You know, you run into Freddy's dead, as we oh. joked about on here. Uh, we won't spend Don't any more time him. on it, but I'm just saying you run into it where <laughs> it becomes way, much, way too funny and it almost becomes a comedy as right. a result of that. And then you sometimes you get way too serious because we've seen some that have gone the other opposite way too and have taken themselves a little too seriously and then it's and not. Ruin it too. You have to have the good fun. mix,
0: like you said. And you know the first Happy Death they had both. I mean that movie was it was hysterical. I loved it. It made me laugh the whole way through. But it did have the good horror in it. Yeah, it, it had did. the good slasher. It, it had did. the the person in the mask walking around stock and the who done it. Mm-hmm. It had the right mixture. And it had the it comedy was because
1: of this the, the Groundhog Day effect. Yeah, that that's just a setup comedy there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, I for the purist though, the Herbie and A O. You know, I like Halloween out there. Go back if you haven't watched it recently for whatever reason. If you're a real fan of the original Halloween. There is there's comedy in that movie. Oh, absolutely. There's a lot of tongue in cheekness in that movie. Now, yeah, the, character, the younger generation, I was going to say, the, the, the generation now, so didn't Linda. Yeah, Linda, Linda and Annie, Annie were both a comic relief, kind of in a way. I mean, it's a more serious tone, but there's a lot of tongue in cheek. Even when you talked about Dr. Loomis last week, when he's, you know, Lonnie, get your ass out of there. Like, that's a funny scene because yeah. he scares the kids and then the look on his face, and then you get right back into it as the sheriff touches them, so you jump. Right. right I mean, exactly. So you're right back into it. But. It's got the things, and like Linda making fun of her boyfriend, who's not her boyfriend. It's Michael underneath the, the sheet, and et cetera, et cetera. Every once in a while, there's a tongue-in-cheek joke. Now, mind you, it's not over the top, but that's perfect. You have to have that little break, because if not, you're always on the edge of your seat. You To make it a horror movie, to me, I need the suspense, but I need to relax, because if I'm always on the edge of my seat, I'm expecting something to happen, and I want to kind of relax a little bit, so then when something happens, you're like, oh, shh.
0: You well, know? it's the difference between yeah. nothing but dread and having fun. Right, right. You know, yeah. it's, and you need to have the fun in it. because that's what makes the best slashers. You know, April Fool's Day. Yeah. We've talked about that on here. What yeah, we're a We're going to be doing movie. something
1: big with that in the future. Yeah, can't wait. A little, little uh, teaser teaser next year. There's a teaser right year. there. uh Hint, but, hint. Uh, no, what I was going to say with Happy Death Day, especially, is that's the kind of movie it is. Yeah, like that movie gets you to the part where you relax in your chair and you're like, oh, you know, okay, we're on a little funny part. The suspense is over, but then, bam, something happens. And you're like, damn! How about
0: that, Jessica Roth? Oh, oh, so I love good. her, so good. It Instantly a good fell in love with that girl. She's so. fantastic, and I can't wait to see more of her.
1: Ron and any listeners who haven't seen Happy Death no, Day, I, you need to see that. Then no, you no, need like, to get your asses to the theaters and you know, I, Happy I, Death I, Day. To and it, you it comes out on school.
0: Valentine's Day, so hey, hey, we all have dates.
1: Yeah, uh, well, and of course, won't. put you guys out are my dates. Put out, put out okay. for, uh, put out again by worse. the wonderful people at, <laughs> the wonderful people at Blumhouse are producing this one as well. So. Yes,
0: they yeah. are. I'm glad you guys were talking about Halloween because the next thing I have to talk about, John Carpenter did an interview this week, and he is all about doing the score to the sequel yep. of Halloween once they announce Woo-hoo. it. So Carpenter, this was not just a one-off thing. He mm-hmm. had so much
1: fun. He enjoyed it so much. He's coming back. Nice. Hey, I told you after all that money, they're going to come back. But on top of that, one of the one of the things that nobody disagrees on is that the score to this one was amazing. Uh, you know, with Carpenter doing it again, he scored it beautifully. Uh, And that's why
0: I want to see it again, because I hated it so much I didn't even catch any of the score in the movie.
1: Like I've read reviews like yours that didn't like the movie, but they all say that the score was perfect. And it was. like The timing of it. And I love the fact, like I said, I loved during that long kill scene, I called it out in the theater, that they they used the Atticus Ross, Trent Reznor Halloween theme for the uh, single shot kill scene. I thought that was amazing because it kind of was fun, but it's real eerie. And Carpenter just, man, the way he mixed everything in and then mixed his own stuff in and how he remixed some of the stuff from the original. Because that's what ended up happening. He remixed a lot from the original. It was really good. And it it reminds me, uh, not to get too off topic, like Creed 2. Creed 2 was the same way for the score. The score was a lot of Rocky themes, but they remixed them and made them updated, if you will. And it worked out. Wonderfully. So, whenever you get to do that, so I'm I'm anticipating this to be good. I I think that they're going to go in a different direction with this story. I think they're going sure to swerve us. Apple and goes think,
0: back to being like the Halloween movie.
1: Listen, man, I'm 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 hopeful. I'm not going to say what I we, we'll wait until it comes out closer to get our like full take on it. But I'm hopeful that some things we've like spitballed before, whether on this show or in person. Uh, come true, and they kind of go in a new direction. Yeah, I'm hoping for a new direction. I don't want to. I don't really want it. I w- I want to hope that the uh, the fact that they said that these peripheral characters are going to be playing a role in the next one, I, I I just I think it's time to go a different way, and I Agreed. think that and I think this could be a big bucket of win all day, all day.
0: Well, let's hope so. Uh, switching gears completely from fun stuff to the absolutely disgusting uh, Zach Efron is going to be in a movie um playing something completely different than anything he's ever played before he's gonna be playing Ted Bundy one of the most infamous serial killers in the history of time and uh, the movie it's gonna be premiering at the Sundance Film Festival it's gonna be called extremely wicked shockingly evil and vile
1: by the way disgusting is not a bad thing here I saw the the pictures and I saw like a little like teaser he's an image of him. it's amazing. Efron, who has been finding like big time being comedian, of course the heartthrob that he's always been, he is creepy as hell, (laughs) and I am so, I, I know I said when we were talking about this article, I am so excited to see this movie. Yeah, I am too. So excited, like... It's. It looks disturbing from the stills I've seen, and there's little video clips of like a teaser trailer, if you will, that you can watch. It is creepy, and well, he does. He looks like Ted Bundy completely. It's, yeah, and if it's you don't know a
0: whole lot about Ted Bundy, you know you want to. If you're yeah. into horror,
1: oh yeah, oh, you know yeah.
0: it absolutely. Just had me gripped when I was reading about him. Just going through Wikipedia reading about him.
1: The most prolific serial killer of all time.
0: Oh, yeah. The stuff that he did, the way that he went about what he did, it is eerie. It's bone-chilling. And to uh, see that they're making a movie, you know although you don't want to glorify somebody like that, it does look creepy. It looks like it's very well done. And Zac Efron, like I said, he's a spitting image of him. Yeah,
1: well... it's a good time to do it because, of course, he's long dead. He was killed by the state. Put yes, the, put to death in Florida. He was convicted of forty-three murders. Uh, the number is believe uh, that he he boasted that it was more like hundred and eighty, and the, yeah, uh, well, the F, well well the FBI says that he they, they think he's expunging, like he's just like going way too much. But the FBI has actually established that it is probably somewhere in the eighties and early nineties. So like the FBI themselves have been like, yeah, we only got him for forty three. He killed twice as many by our counts. Like that yeah. realistically could be his. All cold cases, yeah. and he's claiming could. to kill like a hundred more. Yeah, like the guy. Of course, if you don't know a lot about him, just quick. I don't want to get off tangent, but the reason why Efron fits this role perfectly is Ted Bundy was a good looking guy. Yeah, he was a very intelligent guy. Yep. And that's how he lured people into killing them. Yep. And most famously, I think he killed like four girls in a sorority in house, a sorority house and, I at, believe at one Florida time. State. At one time. Like had them in different rooms yeah. and killed them in the same time. And it's just amazing, like not in a good way, but it's amazing to think that... You know, somebody could charm them what their way into that situation, but that's why Efron is perfect for the role because it's not like Ted Bundy was this Son of Sam looking character. Sorry. Right. Like if you know what the Son of Sam looks like, he he wasn't a very good looking guy. Bundy, on the other hand, very good looking guy, very smart, very intelligent, for very assuming, suave. Yeah. The lim- he was popular with the ladies, and that's how he got in. Yeah. And unfortunately, uh, you know his his motive was to kill, and, and especially
2: women. Yeah, cops showed up way too early last time I tried getting into the recording house.
1: Oh, geez. oh geez.
2: jeez, <laughs> jeez, Ron.
0: And this is why we keep bringing him back, folks.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, well, off of Ted Bundy, uh, there's some casting news for another sequel that's coming up. little movie you may have seen. Uh, I loved it. It's one of my favorites, even though the genre, the subgenre is not my favorite. Zombieland 2 is going to be coming. It is a reality. It's not just talk. It's not just something that they announced. They are casting. Uh, A couple new people were cast uh, for new roles in the sequel. One of them was Zoe Deutsch, who some of you may know as the daughter of Leah Thompson, who played Marty McFly's mother in Mm -hmm. the Back to the Future movies. Uh, Zoe Deutsch is awesome. She's been in a couple of different movies I've seen. She's very bubbly. She's gorgeous. Uh, She has got the whole package. She's a budding star, and uh, I'm glad to see that they cast her in this. Uh, Apparently, she's going to be playing a love interest to um, Jesse Eisenberg's Uh, character. She's going to be playing a love interest to Jesse Eisenberg's character in the movie. Uh, Very excited to see Uh, where this goes with the sequel. I can't wait to see it.
1: This has been in the works for a while now that they're Ten actually years. going forward with... Well, no, I mean, we reported earlier in the year on Three yeah. Fat Nerds that uh, they were going ahead and got greenlit and that the stars of the movie were all back, which they yeah. all are. Which yeah. is amazing. Uh, Same director. But it's finally going into pre-production now, which is good. I mean, that means we'll probably see it in 2019, 2020. Uh, I was a fan. I like it for what it is. It's not a horror movie. It's no, it's, it's a, a comedy, comedy, but... Yeah. And, I, and I don't know how you top the Bill Murray moment. So you yeah, bring him, you bring him
2: back. You
0: gotta figure that there's gonna be well, maybe they bring him back. Maybe there's somebody else because
1: Bill Murray was my
2: favorite part oh, of yeah, the movie yeah, yeah. without Quite, a you, shadow you of doubt. You just bring
0: him back and he's just a, a zombie. Yeah. It could be. Uh, the next thing you guys are gonna want to kill me because we keep bringing it up every week. But we got more Leprechaun Returns news. Woo-hoo! Woo-hoo! Oh, I wish we had sound effects for this show because that would be one moment where we would need it. Yeah. Uh, there was actually an interview done with Warwick Davis yes. this week. Yeah, I read that one. Uh, a lot of people were wondering why he's not coming back to play the Leprechaun, and uh, basically he did an interview explaining why. Uh, it wasn't so much that he didn't want to do the role, didn't want to play the role. Um, he has a son now that's, I believe, fourteen or fifteen years old. Uh he wants to no, wait I think he's until, older than that. Uh, it said that he's 15 and in he's one 15? of the other articles no, that yeah, I saw. No, I, he wants I, to wait till he's older. Yeah, I didn't hear how old his son is. Yeah, I, I believe was, that one was on arrowinthehead.com. They said that he's 15 currently, oh, okay. so there might not be much time to wait. But uh, he wants to wait until his son is 18. He doesn't want to do any more horror until then because he's got the family, kind of a young family. Yeah, I knew he had on. that
1: part there. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, so that's really the only reason why he didn't do it. So, yeah. you know, hopefully this will kind of rejuvenate the series and they'll make more sequels and he'll come back. Uh, the one thing I I, I did notice um, when I saw a side by side picture of him as the leprechaun and the new guy as the leprechaun, the new one obviously I mean he's gonna look different because it's a different actor, but the whole makeup everything looked a little bit different and it's almost like he's been in that well supposedly none of the sequels exist in this in this movie which is good. This is a direct sequel to the original movie which is good. You're right. Uh, it almost looks like he's almost like a zombified version of it and i'm okay with that
1: i'm fine with that because yeah. that's what would happen if you're sitting in a well for
0: it all is where he looks different it's a different actor playing him it makes a little bit more sense if yeah. that's the direction they're gonna yeah. go with it but um but yeah that's why warwick davis isn't coming back so
1: hey i'm still excited for it and when that hits i know we we're all in planning on a little watch along at your house yeah. and then we'll hear a review tuesday if i'm yeah. not mistaken so i think it's next tuesday so I don't know if we're going to do it on Tuesday, because that's a little odd dig, but I I would say before Christmas, you probably will hear a little review of uh, Leprechaun Returns. I sure hope
0: so. (laughs) Uh, So what do we got next on the list here? Uh, M. Night Shyamalan... (laughs) he was supposed to be producing a new tales from the crypt series that was going to be on a horror block on tnt that's awesome the whole thing ended up dead what (laughs) in hours
1: in hours What? yeah it was announced and killed (laughs) within like three hours
0: well there was a lot of talk for a long time well yeah it was going on but
1: but it was announced that it was happening and And literally three hours later it was dead and i'm like how much hate could you have gotten in three hours. You
0: know, and that would have been cool to see different uh, different series in a block, finally. It would have been like the old days where they had things like this a little bit. But um, he basically said that he begged for all the different... There was a lot of different... There was too many, kicks, uh, too many cooks in the kitchen. Yeah. Um, a lot of different people hold different rights to the Tales from the Crypt series, apparently. And he was—he said he, pra- he literally, not practically, literally begged each and every one of them to give him the rights so he can make this. And he promised he would do it justice and they just wouldn't give them to him.
1: Well, here's the problem. At the end of the day, there's certain things like if you're going to do something, make your own. And that's what I saw. Like we could do a new horror anthology series. It yep. doesn't have to be called Tales from the Crypt. And yep. if M. Night Shyamalan really wants to do this, go ahead, move forward with the project. Come up with a different name. We've had them throughout time. There has Tales my, from the
0: Dark Side. Tales from the Dark you, Side. You've had a lot of different Twilight
1: ones. Zone. Obviously, yeah. is the originator. Creep Show. Creep. Yeah. Well, Creep Show was a movie version. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But like, I look at it like this: Do something different. My my uh, my problem with the new run of Twilight Zone we're getting allegedly.
2: Yeah. Uh, by, by Jordan, Jordan Peele. Peele,
1: which I love Jordan Peele, but why are we rehashing the Twilight Zone for what the third time? For the third time, and you're it failed out- miserably the second time. And the yeah, reason it, it failed is because a) you can't tell the same stories from the original now because they've all been heard a million times because that show was so iconic. Yeah. So if you rehash them, you're instantly going to get compared instantly to Rod Sterling and what he did, and and you there was can't only one that. Rod Sterling, and if you don't. And if you go on a whole different path and do new stuff, people are going to be like, well, this is not Twilight Zone. So you find yourself in this really weird place. And that's why I, I, I hope J- Jordan Peele, because I like him, can get past it. And I really want to make a Gargoyles movie. So he needs to be like as successful as possible. So Disney will let him do it. However, at the same point in Juncture, I don't think, they're rehashing another anthology series is, is the right idea right now. Do your own. Make
0: up your own. Here's my opinion on this. You know, one of the things that I found that I had no interest in these things, on, on top of the fact that they were all the same, you know, they were all different names, you know, different... They they were called different things, but they were all the same show. One thing that they didn't have, the Tales from the Crypt did have, and I'm not saying copy it because then you're going to get scrutinized for that too, but you had the Crypt Keeper. Yeah. You had this, this iconic... Creature of a host uh-huh. that was funny that stood out I don't remember one thing about that series but I remember him he was always there he hosted it he always had his hand in it create something like that do your own thing but create something new
1: I mean and that was just their take on the Twilight Zone too It was Because Twilight Zone did have a host But do something in And Night Gallery had a host Which was yeah. the same host Because yeah. it was the same show A little more darker Yeah For those people who remember Night Gallery But Galley. take
0: something between that And the Crypt Keeper And make something new Right No I with got a you a new host Because you know I don't believe the Tales from the Dark Side Had no, one No They had the uh, most Friday Epic the 13th, and creepy Opening music of all time
1: I was terrified of that And as the a kid. narrator So they didn't need a, a host <laughs> True Because you had the but find Something's something to be the common the
0: denominator in it, and maybe it'll work. If you're going to do it, I don't know. This is my opinion.
1: I don't you know. know. I, I just don't think there's a wise to rehash things. So I'm sure. I'm sure that's part of why it's not happening. Well, it's because you could, people, yeah, because yeah, people just are like, no, do your own. Yeah,
0: too many people have on. their hands your in put the, own, the rights. Do that's that's the big thing apparently. So yeah, whatever. Maybe we'll get something similar. Maybe we won't. Um the next thing, it's kind of going down a similar path here because it's dealing with like remaking something. Uh, Rob Zombie was going to be remaking The Blob a few years ago. Uh, It was something they talked about. He ended up getting disgusted with it and decided not to. Some concept art showed up though um, that showed what he was going to do with it. And it wasn't going to be the same old thing like the 1988 version or even the original version where there was just a blob going around eating people, this thing was going to be getting on people and kind of turning them into monsters and zombies and, and something like that, according to the concept art. I don't know that the name of the blob would have worked with it, but we'll never know what exactly would have happened either. It was and, just artwork.
1: And all praise the Lord that that didn't happen. Yeah. Just saying, I, 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 listen, Rob Zombie, if you want to do your own stuff, that's fine. I'm all right with it. I'm all right with the fact that he has a love for old westerns and he has a love for the B-rated '70s and '60s horror films, and that's great. And you do a good, decent job with that. House of a Thousand Corpses, I was a fan of. You know, I'm a fan of the Devil's Rejects. Uh, You know, you know the Salem movie, Lord of Salem. It was, it was, it was good. But I don't think it was better than House of a Thousand Corpses, in my opinion, at least.
0: By far, my favorite movie he ever did. And
1: Thirty One was a little odd, but once again, it fits in. It fits into his his. Yeah, his thirty-one was horrible. Okay, yeah, it was, but it it fits into his realm. Right. What doesn't is remaking things because you sucked at remaking Halloween. Yeah. So that should instantly tell you that. But maybe I shouldn't do. Take
0: on the Blob. You know, if it was going to be something completely different, right. then again, don't call it the Blob. But
1: he's telling it's going to be a remake of the Blob, which means you have to remake the Blob. And if you're doing something different in a different then take, it's not the Blob. Then once again, it's going to end up like Halloween, and then we're going to end up with a god awful uh, director's cut version of it that adds 15 minutes to it <laughs> that make no sense. Oh, I got to walk around. I've got to be filmed walking around to the passenger side of car just get out of here yeah like honestly and I and like we're probably the rob zombie fans will hate that but i don't care man rob zombie makes some bad
2: movies that's gonna he be the 15 really minute add-on of where he, she turns on the sink of water and it's stuck and it starts shaking and then it's just showing the sink for 15 minutes oh yeah and it, finally you just see the blob slowly come out of and it. of course and of course right. the person who <laughs> turns on
1: the sink will be his wife because his wife has to be she everything that she'll does. get away well, but
2: she'll be topless so it's fine
1: yeah but i just think it's funny that it, you know like you know you need to stop that Tim Burton did the same thing. He needed to stop that,
2: too. (laughs) Well, Jenny Depp did Yeah. Allegedly. (laughs) Allegedly.
0: A couple more things to talk about. Um, Blumhouse, we've talked about them a couple times today, and we always talk about them. Uh, They are making a new movie entitled Fantasy Island. It's going to be a new take on the whole De Plane, De Plane series that took place in the 70s and uh, early 80s. Uh, but This one's going to be a horror movie.
2: Ooh. Yeah. That, it's
0: not going to be the Ricardo Montalban yeah, version it, of
2: it. It's, it's going to be a horror movie. From what I understand, they're doing it where, you know, like, you come in and you have your fantasy, but everything goes to hell afterwards. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it sounds interesting. It's, uh, it's so, yeah, like, basically get it. your
1: wish, but your wish it, is yeah, yeah, uh, t- twisted. Yeah. Exactly. They twist your wish. Yeah. Like the... anxious uh, to see this. Oh, yeah. I'm actually, uh, great
2: concept. It, yeah, they, they already... Got, I forget who they... Already have cast for it. Uh,
0: yeah, I can't remember either. I forgot to write that down uh, uh, on my notes here for the show this week, but <laughs> that's okay. uh, it does have a re- uh, release date already, though uh, February twenty eighth of uh, two thousand twenty. All right. So we're a little over a year away from having I'm, all of our fantasies. Come, I'm good. Come true. Blumhouse yeah. is
1: gonna have a big year in twenty twenty because the sequel to Halloween is alleged coming is a out juggernaut in twenty twenty. All of a
0: sudden, yeah. They're at least they're they're turning into one.
1: Oh yeah, real quick.
0: Uh, another thing, and this could have been its own segment because I could, t- me personally, I could talk about this forever. Um, not so much a horror topic, but it is in my world. Uh, Batman. I have got on my arm a tattoo, a sleeve tattoo of my favorite horror movie villains. That's my right arm. My left arm, I haven't done anything yet. I want to have Batman villains on it. I'm that big of a fan of the Batman movies. James Wan came out this week. He's actually going to be directing the new Aquaman movie that's coming out. He wants to direct a Batman movie. It's his dream project. It's something he's dreaming of doing, but he wants to make a Batman horror movie. I can see that. It would be somewhere in between Tim Burton and the Nolan series, but man, an actual horror movie because the The comics, the you, graphic novels yeah. are terrifying some of them. I want to see
2: this. Well, you do it in the perspective of the villain. yeah and, and in the henchman like you you never see Batman. You don't follow Batman at all. You don't follow him at all. He's in the background. So you treat Batman like he's the killer. yeah, yeah. And, I it, could it, see that and, in one take actually and, and you do it that way. So that's what I say you do with gargoyles too. Yeah. you never see him until they come out and show so like you do you do it from the villains yeah role.
0: I don't know that that would happen in a Batman movie though because Batman is already so so dark as it is the villains though a like scarecrow I know that he was done in the Nolan series but can you imagine that done as a horror movie yeah, he, that mo- that was terrifying in the well, in the yeah. the uh, Batman, Return. scarecrow, I, do, Batman, not it Batman it returns uh, Batman
1: begins, begins excuse me I was gonna say we've but, already but we've yeah. already had a Batman horror movie it was called Batman and Robin <laughs>
2: No. boo Dark Knight rises. You know what?
1: Mm. Rich. <laughs> That's kind of close to suspension. yeah. You know, chill out. You know, come in, knock, knock it off. <laughs> no, I'm
0: just saying we've already had one. Bat nipples. He did have bat nipples. That was pretty terrifying. Uh, uh, I don't know. This is something no, I, I would love to see it. If that if that ever happened, and it probably won't. Well, if that ever happened, actually, combine you know, it with James Wan, who is a master I got, of horror I, I at I this know point. How you
2: do it. Man bat. Man, whole, bat would be awesome. It you hasn't do it through the whole movie, movie where you don't see Batman at all, and you see the killings and all that stuff, and you think it's Batman. And at the end, Batman shows up, and it's not Batman; it's Man Bat that was doing it. That could uh, be an interesting take. That's There's how you a movie. Do it. That's how you do it. There's a movie. As long as the the
0: studios don't get too involved and they start having yeah. 17 villains in every movie, because that takes away. We, we we had that with Spider-Man three. You know, the Sam Raimi one. You know, that's just wow. Sam I, Raimi I, I, hit,
2: hit a snag because Sony forced them. Exactly.
0: But, you know, as sequels get made, they they tend to want to have more villains in it, but I think that a Batman horror that, movie that the would be incredible. The Ventriloquist would be an awesome one. I love one. The Ventriloquist. Scarface? Yeah. Awesome. That would be awesome. The Clock love, King. Love the Ventriloquist. There's some great... The Mad Hatter's never been done in one of the movies. I would love to see that.
2: The Mad Hatter is more of the psychological thriller side, and you need the... Still. Solid, but you need the solid Bruce. You need a solid Bruce, because you need to get him into that fantasy world but you need to find, but here's the problem you don't have like you don't show him until the end like real. like the whole beginning is him in the fantasy world and then at yeah. the end he breaks out of it yeah. that's how you do that and then you can use the Ventriloquist or somebody else helping the mad hatter also and like putting in like you know you just hear about Scarface or something right Ventriloquist is awesome i, I think he's one of the oh that's great, very underutilized great, well, yeah Batman. Which, anybody that doesn't or know Condiment that, King. go back and watch the Batman animated
0: series, <laughs> and Ventroquist uh, and Scarface is fantastic. <laughs> Scarface. Tell me, I like me, the, get I like the here. Clock King, too. I wanted to oh. see more of the Clock King. Clock King's good. You, you know, or you the, go, you go anything but cheap. the Joker. I mean, I know the is no, no, no. the most horrifying one, but he's been played out, you know, I, I'm, he's I'm been played a, to death. I don't want to see any more Joker.
2: No, I'm fine with that, too. Like We already I'm, have a Joker movie coming. I, I'm a huge Joker individual, and I'm, this whole Joker movie, I'm just like...
1: Yeah. So...
2: I don't know. I don't know, but well, I would love to see it. So,
1: well, we ran a lot long. Sorry, on this. Sorry, sorry. No, sorry. I'm just saying a lot long on it. So. Well, it's a good time to cut off to go to the next segment because uh, we've we've been talking for a while, as you fans know. But that's a lot for you to digest, and we want to give you an opportunity to tell us what you think. So go to Facebook and look up HorrorZone607. Go on Twitter or Instagram at HorrorZone607. For all the social medias, always use the hashtag HZ607 to join the conversation. And uh, we're going to go over to our next segment where we'll have a little more news and also our... Uh Review of our first Christmas movie.
0: Ah uh, yeah. Uh, you know what? The heck with that, Rich. Let's just get right into Christmas. Get right into Christmas. No more news. Let's talk about Christmas. <laughs> Let's talk about Christmas. All right. Like it's the that. most
1: wonderful time of the year <laughs> oh, when you have your chestnuts roasting by an open fire. <laughs> <You> <laughs> or in this case, your dad in a Santa oh. suit. Oh.
0: That could be creepy. That's horror right there. guys welcome back to the zone it's december the month of christmas it's our favorite time of the year it's your favorite time of the year it's everybody's favorite time of the year and uh, every now and then there's a movie that comes along that's marketed for kids uh, that end up being absolutely terrifying you think of scenes in willy wonka and the chocolate factory you think of some of the things that happened in
2: dumbo uh, well there was or, a christmas or- movie that was made you also got Witcher in the Woods. Witcher in set. the Woods, of that? course. The Sad. witches, the yeah. witches. But Witcher in the Woods, you know, that's 1970 Disney, 78 Disney. And let me tell you, right, gave me the nightmare. Notebook. But let's, you <laughs> no. know, the Notebook was also, you know, for
0: kids and it was a horror movie. Uh, but you know, in December, uh, you know, one thing that everybody likes to watch is Christmas movies. And there's one that we don't see very often in the month of December anymore. But it's one of the most iconic Christmas movies and children's movies that's ever been made except it's not really a children's movie and that would be the 1984 Joe Dante directed Steven Spielberg produced classic Gremlins
1: and of course it's our first entry on our December horror movies yes yeah, so because this month we're going to be talking movie. about
0: horror movies uh, Christmas horror movies a little bit and uh, we just, we wanted to start it out with this and uh, actually last night uh, I decided to pop in the movie and rewatch it and because uh, I hadn't seen this in probably good 15-20 years it's been a long time and forgot how much this movie tormented me and scared me as a child <laughs> because this was marketed as a kids movie it and it is
1: anything but and it was rated pg it was rated and, pg uh, it was one of the last movie it was one of the, the it was the straw that broke the camel's back with that and another produced steven spielberg produced movie a little movie called indiana jones and the temple of doom that created the pg-13 genre because they went a little too far and parents were not very happy about how far they went uh, so this is directly caused by that. So this movie, which you're asking, why is it on Horror Zone? If you go back and watch it even now, it's not terrifying in the way to an adult that it is. But imagine through the eyes of a child. No. And also, I, I dare say that the, the situations in this movie are horror situations. They really you, are. You, you got have little monsters, monsters. <laughs> that are wreaking havoc, that are killing people in a bar. That can
0: multiply it it, it, as soon as water hits them.
1: uh, They try to kill the mother, and then she blends one of them. Yeah, that was scary. And and yeah, you get the final climax season uh, scene where they're trying to kill uh, Gizmo, the only one that doesn't, the only Mogwai that doesn't transform, and uh, his uh, stripe. Yeah, and so they're trying to kill him. And every other human involved in a, in a uh, big mall like big shop setting. Yeah. And yeah, and it's terrifying because there's there's real suspense and there's the hunt around the corner and where are people coming in and you know it 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 does definitely classify as a horror movie especially for a child and I, I think there's a lot of children that had nightmares and are probably horror fans because yeah. of this movie.
0: Yeah, I mean, I remember one of the last things that they talk about as they're you know as the screen is fading to black, you hear uh, Billy's father talking he says the next time this goes on the fritz or that goes on the fritz and he mentioned something about your vcr i was afraid that there was going to be one of those things in my vcr (laughs) the first time i watched it. you never
1: know it could be a gremlin
0: yeah i mean our vcr back in the day when they were still a new thing it was in my parents bedroom and that's where i watched it and i was Mm -hmm. uh, terrified uh after that movie it scared me and it it tormented me for a long
2: time (laughs) not anymore but (laughs) the
1: most terrifying scene in this movie (laughs) is when the (laughs) love interest of billy uh, I forgot her name,
2: I'm sorry. I forget her name, what it's played by Phoebe Gates.
1: Yes, it is played by Phoebe um. Gates. And... She goes on to tell you the story of why she has no father.
2: Because <laughs> I, I have brought this up multiple times. Yes,
1: because her father died in a Christmas incident where he was dressed as Santa <laughs> and tried to come down the chimney and somebody lit the fire. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, he me?
0: broke his neck. No, 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 no. When He's... he came down, that's how he got stuck there. He broke his neck and he was in the chimney.
1: Oh, yeah, that's right. And they didn't oh. notice until yeah. when they lit the smell. Fu- yeah. When they lit the fire, that's it. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, dead. still, no matter how you cut it, there is yeah. a dead dad and a There's Santa a dead dad costume. in, Santa and in chimney. And a chimney. In a chimney a kid's movie.
2: <laughs> well, it's well. a family movie. Yeah. And she's saying that, they, she, you know, dad didn't come home that night, blah, blah, blah. And she was all, and then all of a sudden the fire's going, you can just smell...
1: Oh, it's Uh. so bad.
2: And once again, it's a family movie, folks. This is a
1: family movie. And blending gremlins and chopping them with knives. She stabbed one. Yeah, she blew one up in a microwave. one (laughs) into the microwave. She throws one into the blender. She stabs one. Meanwhile, the whole time, you can't feel bad for them because they're trying to kill her. Oh, yeah. She has to defend herself. But it had great visuals throughout the movie. The cocoons that they kind of turn into after they eat after
0: midnight. Or get wet. Or get wet where they (laughs) obviously (laughs) multiply. Um, There's even the one scene after Stripe is already a uh gremlin he breaks into like a i don't know if it's a school or where he gets into but he jumps into the pool and they just start multiplying as gremlins and uh they're everywhere there was there was thousands of them they go to a movie theater they're watching snow white they're singing (laughs) along to it you know the the movie uh it's got its comedy you know it is the snowplow there's a snowplow there's mr futterman there's a lot of great characters in this movie but uh you know, it's it's dark. It was well filmed. It's definitely got Steven Spielberg's fingerprints all over it.
1: And of course, Joe Dante's no uh, stranger to horror movies. So correct, correct. It's not surprising that this was his his brainchild. Even <laughs> uh, it's it, it's definitely something. I I love the movie. It's cool to show to your kids, especially uh, going back and rewatching it. Uh, reminded me why I love the movie. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time. I still with adult eyes go, man, when people say this is not a horror film, what are you watching? Yeah. Like it is, it is a lot of, a, it's, it, it has a lot of dark comedy. Like it's a, it's a dark comedy mixed with a horror movie. Correct. And that's really what it is. Cause there is, and mind you, like I said, when you're watching it now in 2018 and you realize that you're like, oh, well that's when this was marketed in 1984. And even when I was a kid, cause I was yeah. born in 1983. And even when I saw it as a kid, like in the late eighties, early nineties for the first time. It was marketed as a family-slash-kids yeah. movie. It was. You oh, yeah. found it in the family section of Video King, if you're right. are old enough. Yeah. It wasn't in the horror section. So you didn't expect dark comedy-slash-horror movie. No. You expected... Family flick.
0: Well, and I was—I want to say maybe like first or second grade when it came out, and I remember there were Gizmo dolls Uh everywhere, stuffed animals, uh, little things with suction cups that you could put on your windows of your cars. Gizmo was everywhere. It was like ET in a way.
1: You even could buy the little uh, RC car that had Gizmo in it. Yeah, everything was Gizmo. Like he must have
0: been the hottest. Him and Cabbage Patch Kids must have been the hottest Christmas item that year um i don't think a lot of people remember that it was a christmas movie though oh, yeah no my He's... girlfriend has never seen it she's terrified of horror she doesn't want anything to do with horror i don't know how we met and how we <laughs> stayed <laughs> together as long as we have she wants nothing to do with horror but i bought i was with her when i bought this dvd and uh, she, to this day, has not seen it. She refuses to watch it because she thinks it's a horror movie. Two nights ago, she came over to my house. I was feeling a little under the weather. And she came, and uh, we wanted to watch something. And she's like, what Christmas movies do you have? I was like, I got Black Christmas. I don't think you're going to want to watch that. I've got It's a Wonderful Life. Uh, that's a little too long. I was like, why don't we watch Gremlins? You've never seen it. She goes, that's not a Christmas movie. It is. I was like, oh, yes, it is. She goes, it's a horror movie. I go, it's, it's a kid's movie. You know, I was trying to dupe her into watching it, and I don't know if it would have scared her or not. Listen, but it's a
1: straight Christmas movie. Yeah. It You're really is. Perceived. The whole thing is set on Christmas. Just like Die Hard. Die Hard's a Christmas movie. <laughs> There's Gingerbread Men. They're, they're, it's got the whole thing. There's a Christmas tree that the gremlin tries to kill her out of.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Corey Feldman was dressed as a Christmas yes. tree in the movie. Yes, <laughs> It's got a great cast, oh, though. Uh, Judge Reinhold, I had forgotten, was in the movie. Like I said, um, Corey Feldman's in it. Oh, man. There's a, it's a great cast. Yeah, great cast. It's a great movie.
1: Uh, I still like the movie. Uh, if you haven't seen it, if you didn't watch it like we told you last week, what are you waiting for? It's December! Watch this movie! And we only have two more movies come up before Christmas to celebrate our month of December.
0: Yeah, we're gonna next week uh, we're going to be talking about another one that actually kind of remi- I, I saw it a little late, it was probably a year after it came out, but uh, kind of reminded me a little bit of Gremlins, and uh-huh. I think if it had come out in the mid 80s it would have been just as iconic, <laughs> yeah. if not more. And that's
1: Krampus. And it would also have been a kids movie for some reason. <laughs> yeah.
0: I don't, it really would have been. Even though it was
1: terrifying for a child.
0: But it had a lot of parallels and a lot not of uh-huh. Uh, there, there was an homage there to Gremlins, in a way, uh, with some of the things that happened in that. What an awesome little movie yeah, that was. So
1: Krampus will be our next, and then, of course, the main event on our last episode before Christmas.
0: It's going to be the one of my all-time favorites. I've talked about it a million times, and that would be Black Christmas.
1: Right. Then you might as well go with the greatest horror Christmas movie of all time. Uh, the original version, I'm assuming.
0: Right? Yes, yeah. yeah, I'm sure that I'll discuss the remake in there that really did what it shouldn't have done and expanded in a in a bad way. But uh, the original Black Christmas from 1974, I've always said the Halloween's my all-time favorite movie, uh, let alone horror movie. But Black Christmas is kind of up there, and it's kind of starting to overtake it. I think because in a way, it's, I think it's a better movie. It's a more solid horror movie than the original Halloween, and it's also what influenced Halloween, according to John Carpenter.
1: Right on. Um. Before we uh, switch gears and go into the final segment where we're going, we have a really cool subject to discuss, oh, and I know we're amazing. really excited about this. I just wanted to bring up some stuff, because uh, we went really long in the news, and we didn't bring up, uh, we remember we were talking about how we want to support like fan films and indie films. There was a couple of them in the Friday the 13th world that we really are trying to support, and I know, we, I think we've briefly touched on the one i don't think we touched on the other one uh right now go on if you go on youtube probably the easiest place to find it and type in vorhees there's a little uh fan film called vorhees it looks really cool they have a trailer out so just go ahead and look at that trailer Did the opening shot of that trailer is a cemetery that was used in the, in the original uh oh yeah i didn't 13th. realize it was the same, yeah, cemetery. It's the same cemetery in hope new jersey so yeah Oh from the original yeah, movie Yeah from the yeah, original, I original you movie from, yeah, sorry, yeah no It's from the original movie That's the cemetery that I was go thinking to. part 6 For some but reason it's an But it's yeah. <laughs> interesting When you see the trailer You'll see what I mean It's an interesting mix In my opinion It's a mix between Last House on the left And a Friday the 13th movie And I don't see how Nobody has thought about this before I do know that there's some backlash on the internet because they say it doesn't look as crisp as Never Hike Alone. However, not every movie is going to look crisp. And I thought that the trailer was amazing. And I, it's a story that I want to see, so I can't wait to go up and see it. I do believe that they're still on Indiegogo. So if you type in Voorhees the Indiegogo, I still believe you can uh, donate to the movie. Because uh, they're almost at their goal, but the trailer's out and it looks good and i think the story is an awesome original story yep. in the friday the 13th realm the other movie that is awesome in the friday the 13th realm and is definitely on indiegogo still picking up uh, more and more steam if you will is a movie called 13 fanboy and it's being directed and written by deborah Voorhees. of course if that name sounds familiar that is because she was in friday the 13th part five and this movie is full of former Friday the 13th alumni, including a few different people who have played Jason himself, of course, most famously because they hit one of their goals and they were able to bring him in. Kane Hodder is in this movie. Yes. Uh, This movie is not a Friday the 13th movie, though, in the sense of Jason's the killer. This is a fan of Friday the 13th movies who starts picking off Cast members of Friday the 13th movies.
2: A
0: very original. I thought take it was really this. kinda cool.
1: So it, it's kind of like a scream kind of like feel to it a little bit. Right, almost. It's almost
0: a shame that this is just a fan film and it's not being turned into a major motion picture. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> it's a great concept. It should have been done.
1: Well, both of these were great concepts, but uh, go to Indiegogo and just look up Voorhees. Also go to Indiegogo and look up Thirteen Fanboy. I know that we have put them both on our uh, uh, Facebook, page. Facebook page so go ahead and you can follow the links from there. They are both still accepting money There's a really cool goals for both I do know that we were talking about possibly doing the $50 one on 13 fanboy because you get like the poster You get the DVD copy you get the digital copy you get your name in the credits you get shout outs, all sorts of crazy stuff So support those things because they're great original ideas and and I'm telling you some of these fan films are great we, we can't say enough about Never Hike Alone. There's also the Vengeance movie coming out, which has already been closed on. Uh, yeah. That was on Kickstarter. Kickstarter though, yeah. And that was already closed, so that's getting made. Uh, there's so many cool ones in the Friday the 13th realm and, and other ones as well. But the Friday the 13th realm, I think the fans have like the best uh, ideas and also are willing to just go out there and make them. So, I mean, I support that. I salute these people. I salute them too. And if you're going to mix anything, like I said, with that Voorhees movie, if you're going to mix anything, Last House on the Left with Friday the 13th, I'm in. Oh, <laughs> I'm in. I don't care if it's indie and it's low budget. I'm in. I want to see where what the, what the story goes. And of course, 13 Fanboy, I just I, first of all, the power of the stars in that movie. And on top of that, you have a great original story. I can't see how you lose. It's a win-win. 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 So if you want to talk about your thoughts on the Gremlins movie or on Voorheeser13Fanboy, reach out to us on Facebook, HorrorZone607, on Twitter and Instagram, at HorrorZone607. And please always use hashtag HG607 to join our conversation. We are going to come right back from this break. And when we do, we are going to talk about the bloody disgusting article of the best movies from 2010 to 2017 in horror. You don't want to miss this because we're going to add a lot to it. Welcome back to The Zone, and uh, it's time for this week's Talking Horror, and of course, you know that's a little more of a long-form conversation, and this week's article was from BloodyDisgusting.com, and they went over their best movie from 2010 till 2017 for each year in horror, and we took it a step further. Me and Mike also added our favorite movie from that year to see if they, they matched at all, and also... A little bit of uh, honorable mentions from each year. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, one dishonorable mention, too.
0: One dishonorable, I can't wait to hear I, I, I what that the is.
1: dishonorable mention.
0: And one thing, too, before we get going with this, I just want to say, I'm, I'm big on how horror movies really haven't been great since the mid-80s or early 80s. There hasn't been a lot of them. I didn't realize how many great movies have been out since 2010 until I, I started making my list.
1: I know. I was kind of surprised when I was going through this list as well. So let's start right off in 2010. Uh, Bloody disgusting had their movie of the year horror movie of the year rated as Let Me In. I agreed with them, and that was actually my horror movie of the year as well as Let Me In.
0: Yeah, I actually went with Let Me In as well because it's a fantastic movie. It was much better than I expected. Um, actually, it was kind of a heartwarming movie yeah, in I its own no, weird its way. way. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, it was definitely. Uh, uh, interesting take on uh, Let the Right One In. Yeah, which it really was. The was. Original version of that I movie. wasn't really
0: a big fan of the original one. I know a lot of people dig it. I yeah. love the remake, but uh, a lot more. Chloe Grace Moretz really—that's oh, yeah. when she blew me away for the first time. What a uh, great actress!
1: Honorable mentions from 2010: Insidious, The Crazies, I Spit on Your Grave, the remake of that, and The Last Exorcism. Those yeah, The, the Crazies was the
0: honorable mention that I had. Insidious, actually, when I was making my list, I went with U.S. release dates. Uh-huh. Insidious came out, actually, in 2011 in the U.S., yeah. so I saw that when I was looking through it, but yeah, it was actually the next
1: year, and that's... But I had some cool movies for 2011, so we gotta yeah, fit it in somewhere. somewhere.
0: We gotta fit it in somewhere. That's one of my honorable mentions for 2011. There's a spoiler right there.
1: Yeah, uh, I, I was a big fan of The Crazies, though. Yeah, so, I was, too. Was really I, I actually movie. tried Honor-rated. watching
0: the original one um, about a year ago and fell asleep. I, I had a hard time watching it, and uh, the remake was fantastic. Timothy Olyphant is a great actor. Oh
1: yeah, speaking of 2011, uh, "Bloody Disgusting"s was Kill List, and I've never seen that movie. I got to be honest, so I don't know. Mike, have you ever seen Kill List?
0: I never have. Never so, even heard of it.
1: Sorry, I, I'm going to have to check that one out. That's going to be one that you'll probably get a review on soon because I'm going to have to watch it. Because if they, you know, the ones they rated high, I thought were pretty good. My pick for that year, I went a little different. I went more psychological, and my pick was. Kevin Smith's foray into the horror realm because Red State came out that year, oh, yeah, and huh. I loved Red State. Red State was amazing. it was really good. John Goodman's the man.
0: Oh yeah, John Goodman is amazing. Yeah, he's good in everything. Um, uh, you know, again, I I know you're going to do some honorable mentions too. There were some great films that year. Uh, like I said, Insidious. what was your pick though? My pick is one you may never have heard of. It's called Bereavement.
1: Okay, that's Red Fair's. I didn't hear of the list that they picked either. Yeah, so <laughs>
0: Breeman's actually a prequel to a movie called *Malevolence* that I've talked about on our site and I believe on the show once or twice. It's a lesser-known movie that not too many people know. Known, uh, it's directed by a guy named Steven Mina. Um, so it's a prequel, and um, you know, without getting too much into it, it's it's worth seeing. Uh, but you want to see *Malevolence* first.
1: Okay. Uh, my honorable mentions, and you can agree or, dis- or you can add to them as well. Uh, *Scream* four. Yep. *You're Next*. The cabin in the woods in the right.
0: Yeah. uh, My honorable mentions, of course, Insidious. Like I mentioned, Final Destination 5, which was one of the best in the series. Yeah,
1: I I agree. I like that, too. I saw it. I just didn't put it on there.
0: Yeah. uh, The Thing prequel, which really gets just everybody hates it. I watched that movie, and I was like, "Uh, you know, it's okay, you know, whatever. I put in John Carpenter's The Thing right after that, and you talk about guys that, that nailed it. That movie is a... It is a direct sequel that takes place exactly before John Carpenter's *The Thing*. It was well done. Some of the CGI was a little too. I, much, I've never done that. Great movie.
1: But I, I okay, uh, like I said, I my. If I didn't pick Red State, the movie I was actually going to pick was actually The Cabin in the Woods, because yeah. I enjoyed oh, so I enjoyed good. the originality of that movie. Because yeah, so you seen. thought you were th- seeing something, and then it turned into, it something, turned into something else. else.
0: Yeah. That also came out uh, U.S. release was twenty twelve, so I have that on my twenty twelve ah, list. There you but go. not my moot. It's not my pick. It's one of my honorable mentions.
1: See, this, I is why Google, this is why Google uh, fails me.
0: Yeah, because I didn't I check did, all the dates. I actually went through Wikipedia's list and I looked. I actually um, did research on each movie. So, um, so yeah, I've got that in 2012, which we can lead into now.
1: Yeah, so 2012 uh, for uh, the bloody disgusting pick was Maniac, and I actually agreed with him because I really like the remake of Maniac. I, I was a fan.
0: I uh, hated that even more than I hated the original. Um, my pick was actually a an Irish horror comedy called Stitches. Oh, okay. if you've never seen Stitches it's about a killer clown it is one of the most hilarious yet brutal movies I've ever seen and it has just some of the greatest stuff you'll ever see it's on Netflix actually and it is worth it I have it on Blu-ray if you guys ever want to come over and watch it it is a great
1: horror movie oh and I should mention because of the Google thing uh, you are going by also U.S. dates. A lot of these movies were they released were released prior, prior either festival or something. So that's so it's not a lie that we put them on twice. Right. It is actually because Google is looking at the release date, release date exactly. And you actually look I at went the US by reviews. U.S. release date, so Which, I was a little more
0: literal. Yeah, with...
1: that's, that's fine, and I like both. That's why I'm just pointing out that way that the people at home don't get confused. Like, well, why is it on two separate lists? Right. So that's technically, why. Google's not wrong. Like, I blame them. But uh, it's... <laughs> that's the reason. So my my uh, honorable mentions that were listed that I got from that was Sinister, the collection, which I'm big on because I love the collector. I did. And too. the Collection wasn't as good as the collector, but I still thought it was a good story.
0: I dug it more than the original. Really? Yeah,
1: I, I didn't dig it more than the original, but I really liked it. And I thought that the story evolved. It'll be something that I definitely want to talk about in the future. Rafe and Luke hated the collector. Really? They, yeah. Luke's thing, every time I mention
0: the collection, he goes, wait, he's got he's got more than one this
1: time. He's got a collection this time. So, yeah, yeah. I, I, I actually like both of those movies. Uh, uh, one that's kind of a tongue-in-cheek but fun movie that I liked from then was John Dies at the End. Okay. And then last but not least, and in going into the complete opposite area, Of fun and whatever would would you rather? Oh, which author came out then. That yeah,
0: year. that's right. That was I just saw that for the first time a couple of months uh, ago. And I really liked it.
1: It's it goes a little bit uh, to uh, what's the word I'm looking for. <sighs> It gets it gets crazy. It gets a little crazy. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean minor honorable mentions for it. Again, Cabin in the Woods. Uh, which was darn near my choice. Yeah. Um, the Innkeepers, which I don't think is as great as everybody thinks that it that, is, but, but I, it was I think spooky. it's a little overrated. But yeah, yeah it's it was overrated. Prometheus, which is I think I one like of the best Listen, alien movies. In I the love series.
1: Prometheus, and I've made this argument for a while. I also like Alien Covenant, but I the only reason I kept it off the list because I still consider them more sci-fi than I do horror. That's they just are. my opinion. But that's the only reason I don't have it on mine. But yeah. I love Prometheus. It's not a shot at it because I'll defend that movie to
0: death. And then uh, the last one I have on there, uh, if you've never seen the Wreck series, um, Wreck 3 came out in 2012. Oh, yeah. It was a little different than the other two movies uh, in that it starts as a found footage film like the other two movies, Mm -hmm. but then it kind of just goes into a regular movie. It was more of a comedy version of it, but a great movie.
1: Also, for people that don't know, Wreck... There was a uh, American version, if you will, called Quarantine, Quarantine. which so, was which shot is, for shot the same, but yeah, somehow it still, failed miserably. Still, it still wasn't good. Wreck was I thought it was the original Quarantine and the original Wreck are shot for shot the exact same movie, only with English and different actors, obviously. Yeah, but for some reason, I didn't like it as much as I liked Wreck, and it's weird. I don't know. I don't know if it was the editing. I don't know if it was. I'm like the I'm not sure camera what it is either. It was something because there was there was like different shots. And like, Jennifer Carpenter's like, a great the, actress looked, too. Yeah, she was good. But, it looked enough different. Like, as far as what your eye sees, that I, I don't know. There's I don't know
0: what it is. There's something different about it. But, yeah, that series, and that's something I'm going to talk about in the future without getting too far into it. Wreck 2 surpasses uh, the first one. It, it doesn't happen often with sequels.
1: By the way, 2012 was where my dishonorable mention happened. The possible worst horror movie of all time. And, yeah, that's right. Over Troll 2, even. Chernobyl Diaries. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and I almost put that on
0: here just to spite you.
1: And, and unfortunately... I went to the theater and saw it. That. So oh, That's well. hard. You never had back, but, uh, No, it was a free movie. I had a voucher. Ah. So that brings us to the year 2013. And Ron, just feel free to weigh oh, in on no no our selections when you want. Man. 2013. Which was a huge year. Uh, for you, I, I didn't find as many of the movies. But then again... I kind of fell off from watching a lot of the more independent horror movies somewhere yeah. in the early 2000s, or early 2010s area. I don't know why. I think it's after the the Nightmare on Elm Street remake kind of left a bad taste in my mouth, so you know, I was very picky. Uh, Their movie of the year the Bloody Disgusting picked, and it was also mine, so I'll just put it together, is The Conjuring, because I thought that was amazing.
0: Yeah, I've got that as one of my honorable mentions.
1: What was your movie of the year?
0: Uh, this one is one that I actually, I couldn't choose, so I've got three of them. They're not even honorable mentions. This one's a tie. Okay. The Lords of Salem. Okay. Rob Zombie's best movie. Curse of Chucky, which is by far the best sequel in the entire Child's Play series. I'll give you that. And then the remake of Evil Dead. Which okay. I love which was also on my honorable yeah. mentions yeah I
1: almost put that as my pick but I I don't know the conjuring at the time was a fresh thing yeah and I think that's why I liked it so much my other two honorable mentions uh we talked about a minute ago Texas chainsaw where they kind of turned Leatherface face uh baby uh, face if you will yeah and uh the other one of course is uh going uh, once again in the opposite direction because this is pretty vile if you've ever seen it the green inferno Oh, unfortunately, I have seen that.
0: Yeah, I wish I hadn't. There's some things you can't unsee, folks. Yeah,
1: going in the human centipede direction, which I've never... Yeah, yeah. only worse. Uh, Yeah. More disturbing somehow. Eli Roth did it. He pulled it off. Yeah. Uh, 2014, uh, Bloody Disgusting picked uh, Badadook. I didn't, and uh, I, I'm hated gonna, it, that I, movie. I was going to say, I'm going to go in, I'm one of those people, that I'm going to go on record, and I don't know if you'll join me, because you don't like it either, and saying that's the most overrated horror movie possible of all time. I agree. Uh, I didn't hate hate it, but I didn't like it. And I wouldn't say it was the worst movie. I wouldn't say it was worse than Chernobyl Diaries, but it's not good. Uh, I'm sorry It's just overrated My pick for that year though Is a fun one I picked the funnest movie That I've ever seen And if you've not seen it Mike or Ron Or anybody out in, it's listening right now You need to see this movie It's called Cooties You know I think it's, it's I might have It's the funnest seen movie Cooties. ever Have you ever seen Cooties? So Cooties uh, Cooties Sounds is familiar. a Okay so Cooties is a movie About all these kids At a school Become zombies and they're, and, uh, the teachers are trying to fend them off at recess to become zombies. And so the teachers <laughs> fend them off. And of course it's, it's really funny and tongue in cheek, but it's really cool. Uh, the funniest part happens when like, and it, this is in the trailer, but you can watch the movie. If you want to see the trailer, just look it up on YouTube. The teachers have gotten themselves quarantined out and the students are like owning the recess yard. And once again, they're all zombies. Next thing that happens is the teacher looks at the clock and goes, Oh my god, it's pickup time. And the parents start coming and yeah, it's feeding time. Oh it's my. So good. <laughs> it's, it's a tongue in cheek movie. It's not super scary, but it's 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 worthwhile watch. Uh it stars uh what's his name? Damn. Um
2: Elijah remake. Wood.
1: Elijah Wood, thank you. Sorry. I was drawing a blank for some reason there. it happens happens. and uh what was your pick for that year mike so
0: 2014 i didn't have a whole lot here um oh neither did i (laughs) I, i'm actually and this is going to be on my honorable mention you guys are going to disagree with me i think it's really good annabelle was that year um as above so below was pretty good too but i actually went with one that a lot of people a lot of people may not have seen uh that i saw on netflix called starry eyes
1: okay i never saw it good
0: movie it was it was weird
1: my two picks my two picks for uh, honorable mention. There's only two. That this is how weak this year was. <laughs> it was a bad year. Yeah, uh, actually, the year after I think is worse for me. I 2015 mean, you said, was enormous you said for it, me. You said it was huge for you. But it was worse for me. I can't wait to go. But uh, 20, 2014, uh, I had Tusk because I, I dug it. It was the yeah, original. Right. Yeah. And uh, The Purge Anarchy, uh, which I actually like The Purge Anarchy better than The Purge because I feel like that's how they should have done the first the Purge world. movie. Anyways, though. See, world. I
0: think that the first one is more of a horror movie than the rest of them. The rest are yeah. more just kind of like a thriller. I get you, movies. but I
1: kind of I kind of like the open world better than That's what I think if they would have done the first one because it, it, it's not really suspenseful because there's no surprises in that movie. The first I one I kind of thought it, it was a little bit of a slasher in a way, uh, it, but not yes and no. There wasn't enough body count. I mean, you have the flying squirrel, squirrel girl, she's <laughs> yeah. with the shotgun. Yeah. So that brings us to 2015, which uh, I said I didn't have a lot, so I'll just give uh, bloody disgusting has it follows as its uh, uh, number one, and it was also mine because I, I enjoyed it follows for obvious reasons because I like originality and that movie. He was kind of it was it was out there, and my only honorable mention before I turn it over to you for everything was was Krampus, which we'll be reviewing next week.
0: Yeah, I have that <laughs> as one of my honorable mentions. Now this is one I probably would go with. It follows also because I think it's one of the it, it, it was kind of the opposite of The Babadook where it was an independent film that was talked up a big deal and I think that it
1: delivered oh it did
0: but there were some movies I I, there was like four or five of them that year that I don't know I didn't know what to pick so the ones that weren't as good that year uh, was The Visit which was an M. Night Shyamalan yeah, found yeah, footage yeah. film that I thought was fantastic. Another found footage film, The Gallows, which is basically a slasher found footage film and does not get the love that it I forgot about get. that movie. I love that movie. I, I thought
1: that movie was really good, too. I don't think it did it, the Thrones might follows pick, but I, I Yeah, I like that it movie. wasn't
0: as good as that. Um, the Atticus Institute, which if you've never seen it, that's almost, I don't want to, maybe mockumentary in a way, okay. uh, creepy. It's about a woman that's possessed and they were doing all kinds of uh, tests on her and whatnot. Okay. But the big ones that came out that year um, that were almost as good as it follows to me was Creep which is another mockumentary style. I've seen style.
1: I have seen Creep. Mark I, Douglas I it. in
0: it. Their sequel, also fantastic.
1: Still doesn't change my pick. You don't have to. No, I'm, no, I'm, just, I'm just saying, because if you remind me of something, I'm like, oh, it was good. I just yeah. don't want people to think it's going to change my pick. Creep no. was great, and it if anybody
0: good. hasn't seen that still, it's hilarious, but it's so disturbing at the same time, and it's so well done. The Final Girls, which is a... I don't know what you call it. It is a I comedy, know. but basically they uh this girl's mother was an actress that was in a movie a slasher movie in the 80s and uh they're in the real world they get in a car accident the mother dies a year later um she goes to the movies to see a viewing of it there's a fire that breaks out and the only way to escape they try to cut through the screen that the movie's playing on and somehow end up in the movie and uh she gets to see her mother again but it's not her mother it's the character Character, from the movie. Such a great movie. I, check I can't say I enough. I've done a review of it on our website before. Um, so that's one to see. And then the final one, I, I don't know that we really consider this a horror movie, but it was on the list. Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger should have won an Academy Award for the movie. Uh, it was Maggie.
1: Oh, yeah. I like that movie. Such
0: a fantastic movie. It it deals with zombies, a zombie outbreak, although it's not a zombie movie, and it's really not a horror movie. But no, it was, but it's, it's
1: definitely a psychological thriller. It takes you through some roller coaster, man.
0: But it was a heartbreaking movie. movie, and it was yeah. the best role I've ever seen Arnold Schwarzenegger play. And uh, I can't say enough good things about that movie.
1: I wouldn't, I wouldn't give it count it as a horror movie, but I would, I would definitely give that movie its due.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. I've done it. a review of that on our page too, so go back and look at that and see what I thought of it. But I, I had that as very close second.
1: So 2016, bloody disgusting. Pick The Witch, which I'm going to be honest, I never saw.
0: I haven't seen it either.
1: And I picked Don't Breathe, because I actually was a fan of that movie.
0: That I liked it, too. I didn't like it when I saw it in the theater, but I did like it watching it later, uh, so I have that as an honorable mention. Um, the movie I went with with this one is actually The Conjuring 2.
1: Oh, That was good, too. Which was just as that was good, one of my if not honorable better, mentions. Than the original, I thought. It was one of my honorable mentions.
0: Uh, other ones on that list, aside from those two, was Ouija Origin of Evil, which was better than the first one, mm-hmm. and also a really good movie, uh, The Autopsy of Jane Doe
1: no oh, I, I, I dug that movie too it was on mine also on mine uh two of these I actually all three of them I don't consider straight horror movies but i I did dig them uh 10 Clover for Lane I do believe that that was, uh, until the end where it becomes a Cloverfield movie, it is an amazing suspense thriller. Yes. Yeah. Amazing. Also John uh, like, Goodman. Yeah, he runs you through. He, he, he does an amazing job in that movie. Also, The Purge Election Year. Once again, the open world killing and stuff. I, I was it's a fan, but it's not a, straight, it's not a straight horror movie as we discussed, but it's, it's kind of like an action horror to me because there is suspense in it. Yeah. And last but not least, and you can argue whether it's it's horror or not because we have before, uh, but got to give it its due either way, especially because Glass is coming out of Split. Yeah, I almost really put that good. on there, but because of the conversation it's, it's we had. A I real, left yeah, it off. I, I just threw the I, I last minute I said I'm going to throw an honorable mention for it. Not because I just much like when you were just talking about Maggie, not because it's a straight horror movie, but I feel like it should get its due if we're talking Absolutely. about great movies that kind of blur that line. Uh, which brings us to 2017. Last year's the last year we're going to do it because obviously at the end of the year, we'll give our uh, what we thought of 2018. We'll probably give you a top list of the horror movies for 2018, but this is where their list ends, and we decided we'd end it tier two because two separate lists, man we got to create radio somehow. (laughs) (laughs) But Bloody Disgusting uh, uh, rated it as their best horror movie of the year. I agreed with them. I thought it was my favorite of the year as well.
0: Yeah, it's hard to go against it. Uh, That would have to be my pick, too, although there was a couple of other good ones. Oh, I got
1: got a ton of them here. Uh, uh, Let me hit my honorable mentions, because I'm sure you'll get some that I didn't. Okay. Because I didn't go through the whole list of them. Uh, I just went through. I have uh, Get Out, obviously. Uh, Happy Death Day. Mom and Dad, have you seen that? That's no, the, oh, I've heard about you need it. To see that, it's so good. That is uh, <laughs> that is Nick Cage and uh, Selma Blair. It's so good. Yeah. Have if to you check haven't that seen out. it, it's entertaining. And you're going along those lines, really campy and entertaining. Though I don't know if you saw it. Netflix original, The Babysitter. Oh, fantastic! Oh, it's, like, ho- it's yeah. great. I love that movie. Funny it's as it campy, was, yeah, but it's so good. And it is a horror movie. It's yeah. just a really campy one. And you gotta enjoy those sometimes. Yeah. And then the last one I had on here was Death House. Uh, that of course start a bunch of horror legends, and I it, it, I haven't wasn't seen that great, yet either. But I heard, listen, it's not a great one movie, to see. but it's one to see. Because yeah, for a horror fan, you're definitely going to want to see the legends of horror in one, right. one movie. But
0: what would uh, you yeah, have? Over my there? other ones on the list, uh, obviously Happy Death Day, which oh, I, I had a hard time picking it over that because I think so highly of the movie, but it's on there. Um, Alien Covenant,
1: yes. Once again, I didn't put the Alien movies on there, but I agree with you. Yeah. I just said it earlier. I loved Covenant as well.
0: Uh, Annabelle Creation.
1: You are a big Annabelle fan. Yeah, I, I
0: I actually liked the first one better than well, the second one, although everybody that. else in the world, th- the opposite. They all hated the first one and loved the second one. Right on. Uh, and then to go along with what I was saying from 2015, the sequel to Creep, Creep 2, which was probably funnier than the first one and equally as disturbing. And it just kind of picks up from where the first one leaves off. Also a must see. You've got to see both. There's a third one that's in uh, it's in production right now. Can't wait
1: to see it. Right on. And, of course, we want to hear your list. Did you guys have... Did we miss something that you had on there? I don't know. Maybe we did. We, we, we couldn't have possibly gotten every movie that you guys... Or maybe you just disagreed with what we said. Yeah, there <laughs> could
0: not be a more interactive segment that we've ever done. I want to know what you're saying. So,
1: please... Go to our Facebook page. First of all, like our Facebook page. Share our Facebook page. But also, go to it and, and put your comments. It's easy enough. It's HorrorZone607. And if you don't do Facebook and you prefer Twitter or Instagram, we have those too. It's at HorrorZone607. And for all of them, use the hashtag HZ607. But really, this is why we do some of these things. Because we really want the interactions, if you will. And I, I, I don't think that you can't have a better interaction than, of course, a bunch of movies that uh, we're fans of. Absolutely. Well,
0: uh, I think that's about all the time we have for this week's show. Uh, any last thoughts uh, from either of you guys? Oh, I was oh, gonna go, well, ahead, go to a real quick.
2: Just to, um, I'm also on horror with Sir Sturdy from the our Con, our Scarecon episode has been downloaded last night. So that's find that wherever podcast can be found. You know he's a good guy, Aaron. You know he's he wants to have me back on for a full show. I guess I did okay while you guys were all gallivanting around, <laughs> leaving me at the tables. I did what we what got us there. More podcasts.
1: Yeah, but I did panelling. oh you did i was just being a fanboy no no, no, it's
2: okay i am so i am slowly working my way into other (laughs) podcasts
1: so uh yeah on on top of that i I just uh yeah definitely check out horror with sir sturdy that was fun and uh we had a good time with them at uh also uh for you guys for you wrestling nerds out there uh well nerds period three fat nerds podcast of course uh also an 8122 production uh We have those out every Tuesday. And then our our wrestling show for you wrestling nerds is every Friday. The reason I say that is because this week we had Sean Carr on the 3 Fat Nerds podcast. We also have him on 3FNW, which is 3 Fat Nerds on Wrestling. That'll be coming out on Friday. So if you want to... Uh, Here from Sean Carr, the Extraordinaire of the Independent Wrestling World, <laughs> the Killer uh, of Independent Wrestling. <laughs> hopefully not the Killer of Podcasts. Uh, go ahead and check that out. Also, we got some big stuff going on. Like I said, remind everybody, please watch Krampus this upcoming week because we will be going over and reviewing Krampus for our second week of uh, December. And also public note, we should make note we will not be doing a horror zone show the week of Christmas because Christmas falls on a Tuesday, so we would normally you know put it out on Wednesday or Thursday. And uh, yeah, It'll we're, be rough we're, week we're to gonna be it. we're gonna be out of town with families. We will resume in the new year, so we have two more weeks and then we're gonna be off a week and then we'll resume in the new year with this. But it's two more fun weeks to listen Y'all, to. <laughs> oh, we have nine and ten, you kidding me? And we also have some big news coming up that I will be dropping on uh, the last episode before we take our break. So there's a lot of awesome stuff in the works. And once (laughs) again, unfortunately, I don't want to talk in circles again, but... As we can release it, we will release it too. So there's uh, that going on. So continue to support us. Continue to listen. I just wanted to let you guys know up front. Uh, we'll probably forewarn you again next week. Just that way you're not looking forward and you're like, oh, did they cancel the show? No, 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 no. We just have family stuff. And, of course, it just happens to be when Christmas falls. So uh, that's all I got,
0: man. All right. Well, I just want to thank you guys for listening and being in the zone with us. That's our show for this week. We'll see you next week on Episode 9. I just want to thank Ron, and I want to thank Rich for being on the show with me this week. You're listening to Horror Zone 607.